Hi, everybody. Welcome. You're listening to Weight Loss in the Mind. Think fit, be fit. I'm your co-host, Scott Patton. And joining us, as usual, is our co-host, Mia St. Obain. We're pretty excited today. We're going to be talking about goals and how and the importance of focus, because that's something that we really haven't touched on. And, and if you want to achieve something, you're going to have to make some sacrifice. You're going to have to give something up in order to uh, to get what you want, because if that wasn't the case, you'd already have it. So let's join us, uh, our conversation in progress. I've been training, kicking up my training more for just to look in really good shape. <laughs> so I can be the, for the uh, Vibe model thing. So when I'm, are, are you going to run for it again? No, I'm a judge. I'm on the oh, judging panel. You're on the judging panel. Cool. So yeah, what's it like so. working with the Olympic athletes? Good girlfriend of mine, I've known her for a while, so she got started. She went to the very first challenge party ever in Canada uh, three and a half years ago and then came to me. So working with him is just, hers is just like working with a buddy, and it's awesome because she's, like, we've connected with a lot of track athletes that we know. But the other girl that I signed up, like, she hasn't even gone through the getting started training. Like, it just happened. But I'm excited. <laughs> Have you noticed anything different with someone who is, like, an elite athlete versus – uh, maybe somebody that hasn't really taken it to that level in terms of could be commitment or uh, ability to put in the work. Like, is there any towards the business? Toward, I mean, well, I mean, yeah, like being more fit or oh god, totally. It's a totally, it's like a totally different mindset. It's like something a, a flip the switch, switch it flips. Um, and there's just like a no good attitude. Like, yeah, it's like night and day. Night and day. Okay. So how do they get that attitude versus, uh, the more average person? Um, I guess speaking from my point of view, like I just had goals that I was going to do or die trying. Like it was like a mission, you know, and then, and you're just kind of born that way too. Like, I think part of it's the way in the environment that you got brought up in, but the biggest thing I'd have to say is the goal that you just cannot get out of your head and, like, the ability or the need to, like, strive for something. Right, because you've mentioned that before when you were going on to the yeah. – um, for the Vine model, it was – you were uh, – you know – you were thinking about it all the time. You were eating and breathing that idea of being up on stage mm-hmm. and being the vic, you know, the, the victor, the winner. And, yeah. uh, and it was interesting because I was in front of a group of people teaching them to podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, and there was a group oh. of 12 people. And I was thinking about you when I was up on stage. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions that I asked them was, how many hours a week – because they want to be speakers, so they want to be up on a stage talking about some topic to, in front of some group that's interested in the topic. And okay. I said, how many hours are you working on your speaking business? Okay? Yeah. yeah. So they, you know, they spent 5, 10, 20 grand to be in this group. So it was a significant financial commitment. And they didn't all... I mean, I knew that they didn't all get in it with this burning desire to be Tony Robbins, okay? Yeah. But yeah. but I think most of them got in for something along that line, okay? Because I, I, I know of the 10, like it was 12 people in the room. I know two of them 
uh, just wanted it because they they felt they could communicate better in their staff. They had a business; it was okay. you know doing a million bucks a year, whatever it's doing, and and recognized that they needed to communicate better with their staff. So this was their choice, right? But mm-hmm. I knew other people where it was you know their goal was to take this message to the world and transform the world, and yeah. eighty. Eight out of the 12, if not 10 out of the 12, said 10 hours a week. That's how much they work on it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's what I thought. And I really didn't know what to say. Well, I mean, I was asking the question because I kind of want to have an idea of of how I could present. You know, I I present to people based on who it is I'm talking to. So I need to know who I'm talking to, right? And, yeah. But I was shocked, right, because they were following this guy who's a wonderful speaker, and I turned to him after they told me this, and I said, have you told them how many hours you work on your speaking business? And he says, yes, they know, and it's like 80, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's got a practice on the side, which is, takes up probably 40 hours of his week. So, you know – so there was an expectation, I think, that these people had that was totally unrealistic. And I think sometimes when it comes to fitness uh, and diet, we have similar unrealistic expectations. Because as I've gotten to know you and I've, I've listened to you uh, tell me stuff that you're doing, and particularly how mm-hmm. you won the, the contest, I think mm-hmm. one of the main uh, attributes of, the, of having success in anything but in particular in your fitness is this single-mindedness and this focus and part of the problem i think that that i think it's like a friend of mine calls it the great white elephant in the room that nobody talks about right yeah Uh, and i think part of the problem is surrounding yourself like just imagine matt as being 50 pounds overweight and his whole life revolved around watching the Ottawa Senators or the Toronto Maple Leafs play hockey 80 times Mm -hmm. a year, right? Mm -hmm. Now, Mm -hmm. how easy is it going to be for you to reach your fitness goals? Because every time you want to go out and do something, oh, there's a game on tonight, honey. I can't get the popcorn. Yeah. And I think that's part of the problem that we run into uh, when we want to have some sort of fitness level is the people that are around us are they pulling us in directions that are, oh, just have a cookie, honey, you know, I yeah. take them for you. Yeah, but, like, they're, they're 2,000 calories. <laughs> well, this is it's kind of good, too, because I was, I was going to, I was like, maybe I should talk about, like, buddying up, like, because my girlfriend, Esther, she lives in Toronto, but she's in town right now, so it's been awesome to have another workout partner, like, if Matt's not around. Yes. And, like, she, she, you know, she just gets it. It's like, hey, we're going to lift. Hey, we got to go to this gym. Like, it's not like, hey, we're going to go for a walk. Like, it's like she knows the type of exercise and workout that we're going to do, you know? Yes. Because the other thing, the other side of the coin, too, is I cannot stand when people are like, oh, you know, like, I got married, but, like, it happened. They're like, because like, oh, then, then I gained some weight. Or, like, you know, I'm turning 30, so then, like, it's expected. It's okay that I'm gaining weight. Like, it's such, like, just because you get married, like, you know, Matt wasn't competing as a as a track athlete when I was competing, you know, and I still did it. Right. Like it's like, but he but supported because, you in it, right? Yeah, and because I had that, my, my training group you at the same training. time. So it's like, yeah. and, and then, like, I can count on my hand how many of my girlfriends even work out to the extent that I do. So it's good, like you are saying, to have that group of people 
you can lean on that get it. Right. Yeah. The, if you surround yourself with people that are supporting you in your goal, it's a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And and I think, the, but I think the other side of it is you you sit down and you decide what's important, right? Yeah. Like yeah. you really like watching Oprah, but if you watch Oprah for an hour every day, that's an hour you can't do your workout, which means uh, it's also an, then becomes an hour that you don't spend with Matt. It becomes an hour you don't spend with your puppy dog. It becomes an hour you don't spend with your family, and all mm-hmm. those people have t- pulls on your time, right? So mm-hmm. all yeah. of a, all of a sudden we find like. You know, I feel really guilty. I haven't talked to Matt for, you know, just using him as the example for, you know, yeah. really for a while. I haven't seen my parents for a while. I haven't, you know, walked the dog for a while. But I watched Oprah. And, yeah, 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 exactly. You know, <laughs> yeah, no, I, got, I got one of my goals done, right? And yeah. and I think we don't talk enough about sacrifice, right? It's like, you know, what do you have to give up? So here's something that happened to me that's kind of interesting. Uh, I have I had one of the the first iPads that came out, like not the first iPad off the, but but mm-hmm. the iPad one, right? So I got it quite mm-hmm. a number of years ago. I love my iPad, right? And my mom, uh, in her home, her she does a little, she does very little on the computer, but she kind of has to check the email now, and she has to you know do the electronic banking stuff and. Mm-hmm. And so she has to go upstairs and I was, you know, and I know that she just finds it a pain because the computer is this weird little contraption that she just doesn't understand or like. And I thought, yeah. you know, if I could set up my iPad and I just have it so that she pushes, taps on, uh, you know, the Google uh, Mail icon, it pops up, there's her mail, she can answer it and anything that's, you know, really involved it. You know, like like has a video attached or something. She can go upstairs and watch it, but she doesn't have to go upstairs to find out that she doesn't have to go upstairs. She can do it all downstairs, right? So, mm-hmm. and I, my plan was to buy uh, the latest iPad, right? So when I saw her a couple weeks ago, I said, "Here you go, Mom. I've got it all set up for you, and all you got to do is." Tap this button. She tapped it. Her email came up, and she could answer her emails all downstairs, no problem. And uh, and she was delighted. Okay. Okay. Now, I'm thinking I'm happy, too, because I'm going to get a new iPad, right? Because I love my iPad. And so the first thing I did, which was a massive mistake, was I thought, I wonder when the next one is going to come out. Because yeah. Yeah, I, well, I hate buying something, and then the latest, greatest comes out yeah. like two weeks later. So yeah. it turns out within the next month or so, they're supposed to announce a new iPad. So now I thought, oh. I don't want to get a new iPad because I'm going to have a new one come out in a month or so, and so I want to get it. So I've had two weeks with no iPad, uh-huh. and I'm amazed at how much more free time I have. Oh, uh, yeah. Right? Because sure. it turned into, you know, because it was this thing and that thing, and it just turned into a time waster, which I didn't really realize because it was another form of just mindless entertainment, right? Yeah. So I've gone on more bike rides and more hikes and more yoga cool. in the last two weeks because I haven't had my iPad. And so I'm really, you know, like, I'm not sure I really want to get one now that I realize. But, but, I saw a post today on Facebook that was said, um, I'm picking it to the coffee shop. It said, no, we don't have Wi-Fi. Talk to each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, a, oh, that's so true. <laughs> that is, yeah, I was in a coffee shop about a year ago, and I saw this f- father 
with two kids about six, seven, eight, nine in that area, maybe 10, maybe 12. I don't know. Two of them, they were obviously brothers. And I just glanced over and, and I thought, wow, that's really nice. This guy's taking his kids out, sitting in the coffee shop with him. That's really cool. And then, you know, I went back to what I was doing and then I looked again and then, and then I took a closer look. And the father was there reading the paper, drinking his coffee, and the two kids were there with muffins or donuts or whatever, playing on some sort of game device. I don't know what it was. Yeah. And I thought, that's not really, you know, quality time. Yeah. Quality time you know, it's just like, ah, we're missing the whole boat when it comes to proper interactions, right? Mm-hmm. I know. It can be it's a, it's a fine line because it's, it's good. It's a good tool at the same time, but, yeah, probably doing it too much. <laughs> Yeah, and and I think that's the key is using it as a tool as opposed to the tool using us, right? Mm-hmm. So I can totally understand when you say you know you 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 work out three, two or three hours a day, and a lot of people say, well, how do you have the time to do that? Mm-hmm. Well, it's easy. You don't watch Oprah, yeah. and you don't waste mm-hmm. two hours on your iPad, and you've got three hours that you were doing nothing anyway that you can do this. Yeah, I know, and I've I've been saying that stuff my whole life because then people go even as far as, well, you work for yourself. And yeah, and because that's the life that I chose to have. <laughs> you know, like I'm not sitting back waiting for something to happen. Like, So it, it's tough, though, because you have those conversations with someone who's 100 pounds overweight. Like, like you have to be, just from being a personal trainer and knowing what saying in that world, you have to be extremely sensitive and asking a lot of questions and having people come to their own realizations and understandings of what it is that they want. Yeah, we can't, lec- uh, we can't lecture people. No, but, and you can't act all high and mighty either. <laughs> no, no. But I think if we, if we let people understand that, hey, you know, do a diary of your day. Do, yeah. Like a friend of mine talks about journaling and how important that is for her to get rid of emotional uh, oh, totally. stuff. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I do one, that too. one of the, yeah, it's a great tool. Uh, but one of the things that she never mentions, and I'm going to bring it up because I do a, she's she has a, a radio show that I'm co-host on. Uh, mm-hmm. is, but it's just journaling, like what was your day? Oh, yeah. And then when you look back at your day, once you realize where you've wasted like huge amounts of time. Then you can say, okay, well, what what do I want to do in those times? Like, what are my goals? How serious am I about those goals? And uh, and then what can I do to make sure that I you know achieve those goals by yeah, being and there's, conscious there's something, about it? Exactly. There's been something on my to do list for like a week now, and I just realized the other day. I can't remember what it was. But I realized the other day. I'm like, I probably don't really want to do that. Otherwise, I would have checked it off my to do list like five days ago. You know? Right. So, but you see, there's another distinction, Mia, right? Because yeah. like I, I'm the same way. Like every the first week in January, if I can, I go away for a week, and I kind of contemplate the previous year, and then I think, you know, what are my really important goals? And I have a paper day planner, and yeah. at the December 31st of next year, whenever the next year is, I write down a list of about between 50 and 100 goals. Okay. Yeah. And they could be simple things like, uh, you know, 
watch Oprah every day or, you know, or they could be really massive things like make a million dollars. I mean, there's all it's I don't judge it at all. Right. You know, yeah, get, a yeah. new, get a new toothbrush. <laughs> Who knows what it is. Right. Totally. Yeah. And uh, and then I almost always forget to look at it for six months to a year. Sometimes I, I in, Jan, in the summertime, I'll check it out because I'll I'll remember it for some reason or but usually I don't. And then when I go and I look at it, about 75 to 80% of them are accomplished in the year. And I don't remember writing it down, right? I go, oh, yeah, I said that. Oh, yeah, I said that. I wrote that down, yeah. So part of it, I think, is the subconscious mind saying, okay, he wants this, and he goes and he does it. But then I look at the, t- the 10, 15, 20% that I don't accomplish, and the majority of them, not all of them, but the majority of them, I'm thinking, oh, glad I didn't get that or do that right so mm-hmm. i think that's part of the trusting which i think you've got is you really trust yourself to if you didn't if you didn't achieve something there was a reason why and then the question yeah. is, is that because i really didn't want it or is that because i was really so scared that i self-sabotaged myself that i didn't get it because you kind of have the the two sides of the story right yeah always yeah because yeah. I know some people that oh I didn't get it and and yeah like you were just you were too afraid and you didn't really want to go for it and you kind of kept in your shell and uh, and it would have been good for you would have grown you would have grown if you'd have gone for mm-hmm. it and then there's the other side which is like oh yeah no uh, I really didn't need a gold plated TV. Last year I really wanted it because it was so cool. It was the oddest thing, and now it's like kind of calmed down a little bit. I think I think I'm quite happy with my not having TV. Seriously. (laughs) So, what are some of the things you do to keep yourself focused? Um. I like to have routines. I'm such a scheduling routine freak. I'm <laughs> so A-type. I always I have a paper agenda just like yourself, mm-hmm. and so I use that uh, every day. I've been using I have been using an agenda, God, since like I feel like since first grade. So and people make fun of me because you know everyone's supposed to be moving to the to the phone now and. You know, it, using everything on your iPad, like you're saying, on your iPhone, and I just can't. Like, I find it so much more organized that way. Um, I do the same thing as you. I write out, or Matt and I both do. We write out our goals every single. Uh, usually, it's in the summer, coming up, like coming right out of the summer, and then we review them again in January. Mm, um, yeah. And then we have dream boards that we follow. And then I like, I stick really close to people that kind of uplift me and that people that are like-minded, like people that do the same things that I do yep. um, in terms of fitness. And sometimes like I was uh, out last night or two nights ago at a big party in Ottawa. And it was so funny catching up with people because everyone kind of already knew what was going on, you know, and because of social media and because all you have to do is go on Facebook and, you know, my whole life now, it's kind of sucks because it's like, we didn't really get to have a conversation, but, um, but, um, he was, he was basically saying, yeah, like everything was all up there, but that's kind of what motivates me at the same time, you know, like it's like I'm holding myself accountable because millions of people are seeing these posts and it's like, I better keep doing what I say I'm going to do. Like, if, if when I was competing, I would say, you know, I'm going to go race. I remember one time I raced the, the 100-meter dash for the first time ever in my, like, 20-year track career. And uh, and I posted that on Facebook. And I was extremely was like, hey, I'm focused. I'm going to do this. Like, I have to do my personal best because everyone knows that that's what I'm doing now, you know. 
So it's kind of like having other people hold me accountable, but having a routine and a schedule is totally, as boring as that sounds, that's what motivates me a lot. Yeah, I, I I agree. Like every day, usually the night before, I write down a list of the things I want to accomplish the next day, and I'm not as good at it, but I'm I'm getting more in the habit of writing down my monthly goals too. So it's kind of like the beginning of the month. Yeah. This is what I want to accomplish. And a friend of mine has this mantra that he says to himself, and I, and I just love it. And the first time I heard it, just about knocked me over. And because mm-hmm. we were talking and he there was something that he wanted to do. So and I could help him with it. So he says, yeah, Scott, if you could help me, with this, this is great because this is the most important thing I have to get done today. Mm-hmm. I went, wow, like, this is the most important thing he's got to do today. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and then I realized he said that about, you know, one thing every every day that he really like. This is what I. This is number one on my list. It's the yeah. most important, and so he always made sure he got the most important thing done. But he named it, which gave it a huge power, right? So I don't quite have the same habit he has, but I sit down and I and I'll look at my list of five or ten things that I really want to accomplish, and I'll say that's the most important thing that I need to get done today, and it helps me to focus on it because the the subconscious mind is, wow, that's the most important thing, and then that's kind of what has it's more likely to get done than if it's just well you know there's 10 things there and these three are easy to do and quick and those four are kind of you know a pain and so oprah's on at three i'll see what i can do <laughs> well and i think that's why people they set themselves up for failure you know because what works for you know i'm crazy organized and i schedule my stuff my life every single day but that might not work for you you know maybe Maybe you need to use your iPhone for reminders, or maybe you maybe you're really good at remembering stuff. I, you know, personally, I think it's better to write it down. But just to give you an example, like, you know, maybe that's not the best way that you work. So you're forcing yourself to do something every day that just doesn't is not the most effective thing for you. So then every day you're a failure because you're not doing what you set out to do instead of finding a method that works best for you. Yeah. Yeah, and I really liked what you said about finding a workout partner or finding somebody that you would you go for the run with you or or that sort of stuff. That's how I managed to get into the habit of hot yoga because I had two yeah. friends that one introduced went, one went with me the very first time and then I introduced the other one and between those two they kept knocking on my door two or three or four times a week saying let's go and yeah. I, and I had an agreement with them that I was going and so I couldn't get out of it and that and that was the best thing in the world right now yeah. uh, they're both you know long gone in terms of they've moved away to you know they're 10 15 miles away so they go somewhere else now and i have mm-hmm. no problem i just pack up my stuff and i go it's not a big deal but it was amazing in the beginning how it, ju- it just would not have happened without that support and i think sometimes we forget how important it is to you know find somebody that likes i mean if you like to run there are running clubs all over the place just join that show up make some friends and then you've got that support for your running and it's the same with i mean there's so many classes if you like the spinning or uh you know zumba or i mean it just goes on and on and on all these fun things you can do right and the cool thing is is that when you go into those rooms they're full of people Mm-hmm. You know, and over time, you just might, you know, meet some. Yeah, that, well, that. of course, if you're a regular, <laughs> that's what happens at the gym all the time. You know, you get to know, that was a friend of mine that I met, and met him at the gym. 
because we yeah. go all the time, and it's just like, okay, well, we'll talk with each other because we see each other every day, you know? Yeah, then isn't that great? No, it's awesome. I yeah. love it. Cool. So what would be a tip that you would give somebody that's just trying to start off on their uh, on their journey to achieve a, a healthier lifestyle in terms of being able to focus or, or getting that support? Well, talking about what we said at the beginning is making sure you have a definite goal and keeping in mind that it's going to change and you might not accomplish it at the exact date that you set, but have a date set for it and find out what it is that you want, not what you think you should want, not what other people want, not what other people want you to want, but what you want, what you want to achieve, what you want to go after. Um, And then set habits according to that goal. Weight loss or, you know, becoming really good at anything is all about habits. <clears throat> so it's a matter of implementing one habit at a time. And whether that's, you know, you're trying to lose weight so you decide that you're going to have a shake three times a week. And maybe that's really hard for you to adjust to. So then you go down to twice a week. And then the next thing you know, you're you're used to doing that. So then you go back up to three times and then four times. And then you're doing it every day as part of your regime. And then you start introducing exercise. So then you go walking three times a week. And you just have to remember to pick the scale that works best for you. So, you know, if you want to start out with something once a week and you know from a scale from one to ten, 10 plus, you can do this no problem, then you can start there. But just be honest with yourself. Instead of setting yourself up and saying, I should do this and I have to get this done, do the habits in the beginning that you know you can accomplish the work that's for you. And then you build those the building blocks. You add those on. The next thing you know, you're just you're a healthy person or you're a great peer or, you know, whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, cool. That's really awesome advice. Thanks, Mia. So we've come pretty much to the end of our time together uh, for this week. Um, If somebody wanted to maybe get some coaching or find out some of the stuff that you're up to, uh, how can I know you've got a newsletter? So how can they get on that, Mm -hmm. and how can they connect with you? I'm in the middle of creating an actual landing page, but for the meantime, you can head over to www.miasankobain.com. So it's just M I A. S-T-A-U-B-I-N.com. And one more time, M-I-A-S-T-A-U-B-I-N.com. Send me a message. Send me a message with your email if you want to get added to my newsletter. Um, you can find me on YouTube. I have a whole bunch of different workout videos, a lot of things to help you with your achieve your goals. And if you need anything in particular, send me a message, and I'd love to chat. Yep, cool. And don't forget, too, you have an iPhone app. So you can, if you have an iPhone, just go to the App Store. Put Mia's name in, and it'll pop up. Download it, and we've got all that information in one spot for you, too. Totally, yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Mia. I really appreciate you taking time out of your uh, busy busy schedule, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Bye-bye.